0: Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only.
1: Good morning, Grinders, and welcome to the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here to break down the NBA eight-game slate that we have today for you guys. Really excited to do the slate, kind of digging in. It looks like a pretty good one, Uh, really interesting, Uh, just tons of different value uh, that it looks like we're going to have, and different games to attack, and not your typical type of slate, so uh, I'm pretty interested in it, and I know kind of the spots I want to go, so definitely excited to talk about this one. Let's get started though by talking about fantasy draft a little bit. Uh, again, like I always like to say about their site, they are, you know they're a great site for everything they've done with the industry. They've got rake free head to heads. If you haven't tried any head to heads out, head on over there and check those out. If you want, head over and join the eleven thousand dollar pick and roll. Uh, you can join that contest for twenty five dollars. It's a great contest. And uh, on top of that, we also have for uh, NFL we have the Carolina Millions contest coming up this weekend to try and qualify for a live final. So head over there, guys, and check that out. All right, let's dive into the games. Let's start talking about the slate a little bit. We have the first game on tap for us, and it's a 7 o'clock game. It's it's, uh, by itself. uh, It's kind of weird. On FanDuel, they actually took this game off, I believe I was looking at earlier. So I thought that was really interesting, just kind of something to note with the slate. They did not uh, include this game. So uh, if you're playing over there uh, at Fantasy Draft and you you have FanDuel lineups, don't worry about your FanDuel lineups until 7.30. Uh, But we have this game on that slate, so get ready for that uh detroit pistons and the atlanta hawks this game is a 208.5 total the pistons are a 100.5 uh, total and then the hawks have a 100 total this is a great game uh you know obviously it's like you know not a ton of uh not a ton of guys that we love but this is just a great game for the pistons in general uh because they're going up against a team like the hawks they have a pretty you know pretty big implied total for for the pistons they played really good this year. Uh, Stan Van has really, really tight rotations, which is great for DFS. So we definitely want to target some of these guys. I think more so in tournaments for me, just because the price tags are kind of up. Like an Andre Drummond at 16.2k feels kind of pricey to me. I don't really want to be uh, targeting him at this kind of price tag. It's just like super expensive. I think there's other centers on this slate that we'll get to that I would rather be playing in my cash games, but I think he's a good play here. Tobias Harris for 12.3k he's a guy that I think is a really good option here it's a really nice price tag he's someone that has flashed you know has flashes like immense upside before he's flashed you know 50 point upside we, we see that from him And in a match against the Hawks I think it's a great spot for him he'll be playing a lot at the four against a guy like Luke Babbitt defending him I would not be scared of that at all most of these starters are in play right uh, reggie jackson stanley johnson he could not play we, we would get, probably get reggie bullock in there if possible and then you get um uh avery bradley too for 12.5k he's another guy that could have a ton of upside here i think they're really all in play it's kind of um tough to pinpoint which one would be my favorite though obviously if salary's not a thing andre drummond he's just we've seen he's such a different player with getting that surgery done with his uh nose the, uh, the sinus surgery that's helped him be able to breathe better just do a lot more stay on the court longer he's shooting better free throws It just all around made him a better better player so uh, i probably helped him sleep sleep more at night i, mean, yeah, I just think it's you know that surgery uh, obviously breathing is a good thing in life and that that's just helped his breathing in general and i think that just helped him be you know helped him be a better basketball player in general just getting him in better condition and whatnot for me, though, Tobias Harris is probably my favorite play if I had to on the piston side of the ball. Just the upside that he has here in this type of matchup, it's just a great spot. So if I had to take anyone on the piston side of the ball, it would be Tobias Harris uh, from a point-per-dollar perspective. Moving on to the Hawks' side, uh, there is value here that we need to look at. Uh, Dennis Schroder is probable. I'm assuming he plays if he does play. I feel like this guy's always in play, right? He's just a fantastic option always because he's getting so much usage. He has so many touches. It's just insane how much he, you know, passes the ball, shoots, everything. He is this team. So Dennis Schroder is always interesting to me. I like Schroder in this spot, and I think if you wanted a game stack, I would make sure to have him in your game stack. If you're looking for a little bit of value, though, I think you got to go to Luke Babbitt. Luke Babbitt is just, you know, really cheap across the industry. He didn't have the greatest game the last time out, but he's just gonna, you know, he's gonna get tons of run here. I think there's a lot of reason to play him. Also, a guy like John Collins too. John Collins, as long as he can keep his hand to himself, he can have a pretty massive game. So there is value here with this team all around. There's just there's guys out right. Ilyasova is out. Uh, currently right now so there's you know we have to be looking at some of these forward positions with sova out and Mike Muscala doubtful there are minutes to go around so don't sleep on the Hawks value just kind of uh, keep a look at it closer to lock uh, you know and if you have any questions about it you can always uh, give me shoot me a question on Twitter at Travis Mangone it's T-R-A-V-I-S-M-A-N-G-O-N-E happy to answer questions for you guys if you have any and as long as it's not too close to lock I'll do my best to get to them but uh, just that that's one situation where it looks like we're gonna be looking at this value and if Muscala is out that's definitely gonna make me want to play a lot more of this value as well so like I said make sure to be uh looking for looking close to lock to seeing who's in who's out with the Hawks side and that's going to determine uh, some things with your lineups all right let's move on to the next game we have the Charlotte Hornets and the Boston Celtics this is a 203.5 team total, and it's not really a total that I'm in love with targeting right now. When you look here, these are games that I normally don't want to target, but there's going to be some value here, it looks like, with Al Horford out. Jason Tatum is questionable. Another situation we have to talk about with the Celtics. Uh, very similar to the Hawks, we really need to have this uh, this, this news on if Tatum is in or out. If Tatum is out, this is going to be massive for guys like Aaron Baines and uh, Daniel Thies, or Thies, I think is, believe his name is, marcus 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 morris as well this is just going to be a goldmine for those guys so all three of those guys are are going to be in play as value plays if tatum is out i still think they're sort of in play right especially baines they're definitely in play with horford out but if you take out tatum too i mean this just makes them interesting even makes Jalen brown interesting i get the price tag is expensive on fantasy draft that's one thing i kind of worry about if you kind of scroll through the salaries like i did uh you know like i said with uh eric gordon yesterday looking through all of the games and we get to where is his price tag Jalen Brown 13.8k other guys that are near Jalen Brown are Aaron Gordon 13.7k who's had huge upside this year and is in a fantastic spot you got CJ McCollum against the Nets for 13.2k I mean there's just guys around here you know that i would just prefer to play corral anthony uh, at 13k there's just other guys that are way too cheap paul george 12.9k so many other guys i would rather play than uh, Jalen brown i get it though he's going to be in a pretty secure spot with for minutes and probably get tons of run i just don't know if on fantasy draft i want to pay that price tag i think i could do it on other sites but it's a little tougher for me to you know do that on fantasy draft. i think there's some cheaper options i would play instead but let's talk more about that Boston side of the ball. Keep going, uh, Kyrie Irving. There's not a ton of studs to pay up for, and I understand it's you know it's not the uh, not the greatest total att- total to attack. If you're telling me Kyrie Irving versus other guys like Damian Lillard, of course I want Damian Lillard. But I think there's other point guards I would prefer on the slate, but I don't want to sleep on a guy who's going to have a massive usage here uh, with, with all those guys out. I mean, there's no Hayward. There's no Horford. Kyrie's seeing a huge usage. He is, you know, he's the, the main guy on this team. So there's reason to have interest in him in a tournament. If I'm game stacking, I would want to be playing him. I wouldn't hate getting, you know, Kyrie Irving and then some of the value plays and then maybe run it back with a couple Charlotte guys. Speaking of the Charlotte side of the ball, yeah, it's a tough spot to peg. There's not a lot of guys I'm really absolutely in love with on this team. I could say, uh, you know, Kemba Walker for 14-4. I think he's a fine play, but uh, I don't know. I'm, I just think there's other point guards I'd rather play on this slate. That's kind of one of the issues uh, I'm, I'm running into here. Uh, there's two other guys towards the top that I think I'm going to really want to pay up for instead. So if I'm paying for Kemba, I'd rather just find the money a little bit extra for the other guys. I don't mind Dwight Howard for 14-5. I don't love the price as much. Again, a lot of these guys just feel super priced up for the Hornets, and it's, it's not a high uh, team total from them. They're at 99.75. I don't know. I, I It's one of those things where I kind of try and talk about a team, I feel like, and I keep going about it, going about it, and trying to find guys that I would play. And the way I would do it is I'd just only play any of these Hornets players in a game stack. That's probably the way I would approach it. And I'm guessing the way I would attack it is I'd make sure to maybe get like a Kemba or a Dwight running it back on the opposite side, just because... Um, they're, they're one of their better, you know, they're, they're, they're two best players basically on the team right now. So I, I feel like if, uh, if this game's going to stay close, one of them is going to make sure it's, they're part of the reason why. But to kind of sum up that game all around, it's the Celtics side of the ball for me. I'll load up on them with the value and just kind of go from there to help me get those studs that we'll talk about a little bit later. Moving on to the next game, we have the Indiana Pacers and the Chicago Bulls. The Pacers are on a 3-4, and four, so this is their third game in four nights, so that's something to note. They are the favorites. They have 103.5 team total, and the Bulls have 100.5. Definitely a little bit worried about rostering Pacers. Uh, could see them come out there, you know, missing a ton of jump shots, just kind of like lack of legs. Rod Beard was talking on uh, the morning grind about it with, uh, you know, uh, CJ, uh, CJ Coltenbach and Stevie Young they talked about uh, they talked about with Rod Beard about kind of that that stuff and they even said like Rod Beard says you notice on three and four nights uh, as a beat writer he said that this I noticed this that they are just a lot worse on th- third and four nights so um, gotta trust a guy like a beat writer and I've always thought that too but uh, it's something that kind of sometimes we might forget at the start of the season oh yeah three and four nights yeah they started to happen and you know the Pacer side of the ball it's just the three and four nights and I'm going to stay away from it I understand the Bulls are not a good team right now and but a lot of these guys are priced up Oladipo is 15.4k getting pretty expensive Uh, and there's just other guys I'd rather play a point guard I get playing Collison that's fine Thaddeus Young uh, miles turner they're guys you can play but i'm just gonna stay away from this spot i don't think it's necessary to play them i think you can find other spots on the slate to play that's just me personally i get if uh if, if one one pacer falls in your lineup one of these starters i don't hate it at all but again unless value opens up that i feel like i need to play a guy I, i'm not going to play any of these pacers against the bulls i get it's a good matchup because the bulls are not good on defense and whatnot but i'm gonna pass on it looking at the Bulls side of the ball again not a team i like targeting they've been pretty frustrating throughout the year but the one guy i might target is holiday holiday has been uh, messing with his shot a little bit he's a guy that i'm expecting some positive regression to come his way i don't mind playing him at 11.7k i think you can uh, get away with him and i think he's an interesting tournament option would not touch him in my cash games but in tournaments i don't hate going there with him other than that i'm staying away from the bulls they're just a really frustrating annoying situation that i don't feel like dealing with uh if one of those bulls is on the winning team uh so be it but the, if unless value opens up i don't see myself playing any of these bulls i think there's other options i would rather play on this slate moving on we'll talk about the bucks side of the ball and it's pretty interesting the bucks just made a trade recently they got eric bledsoe on their team so we're expecting a new look a totally different lineup i don't know exactly what they're going to do with their lineups that's something that we'll have to stay tuned and kind of see what jason kidd does i'm not i'm not in the business of trying to predict jason kidd's lineups he is uh, very tough at doing that I'm assuming Brogdon is coming off the bench now. They're just going to slide Bledsoe in there, and that would give Brogdon a ton of usage off the bench, give them more of a scorer that they really need, a ball handler off the bench. And that's going to be a tough pill for Brogdon to swallow as a, you know, as a rookie last year starting, and then you know starting this year. It's going to be tough for him to maybe adjust into that role. And the Spurs is maybe not the best situation for me to be like attacking it with, but there's just going to be an extreme usage, I believe, with Brogdon off the bench. So, if he is off the bench, I will attack him at 10.4K. I think it's a really good spot. Giannis Intempecupo, the Greek Freak, Giannis. uh, uh, You know, I've just butchered the name. You can come attack me on Twitter for it now. But uh, the Greek Freak is a guy that I really, really, really like here in this spot. Just people, there's not going to be many guys that are going to be able to hang with him, right? Wherever they put Giannis, uh, you know, I don't know who's going to defend him. It's just and people might say oh the total is low right 245.5 5 team total when do you ever see the bucks in a, a high team total they're really just a team that is not in high team totals ever and Giannis is always smashing he's been smashing all year long of course if he got a game like the Nets or the Suns like I would just be locking him in right those are just like fantastic pace up spots and against the Spurs you people might say oh you know the pace is low but there, there's not a ton of games that I'm, you know, in love with attacking. There's two specifically that are just really, really good, you know, really just higher, way higher team totals than the others. And, of course, I'm going to want to attack those games, but it's not one of those games where there's like four or five of those games, big, massive, you know, 13-game slate. Giannis is one of the bigger stars in the slate, and I think you want to get him in there. From a raw points perspective, he could have a massive game here. So I'm definitely going to load up on him. I think he's a fantastic play. Him and Brogdon are my two favorite plays on the buck side of the ball and it depends on what happens with the lineup like i don't i don't hate john henson uh, henson's been a lot better recently i'll read you what his game logs are because they've been pretty good hang on one second pulling up he's 8.6 on fantasy draft and he's pretty relevant here because you know we can play tons of centers on fantasy draft you can play up to five centers it's you know awesome that you can do that but here is henson he's 8.6k last game out 12.75 26.75 27.5 11.5 36.25 no greg monroe there now i just think this is a spot you know it's it doesn't sound like a spot where he really want to go with john henson but i wouldn't hate it i think he's a guy that you can mix in on your teams for that price tag don't hate the play well let's move on to the spurs side of the ball and one thing i've noticed about uh kyle kyle anderson this year he's been a guy that in uh pace up spots i've really been been playing him more so and this is just not a pace up spot for him i'm not gonna play kyle anderson not really really interested in him uh it's tough because i don't mind Patty Mills, that price tag. I've been, uh, you know, throwing darts at him here and there throughout the year, and he still stayed cheap. But against the Bucks, it doesn't seem like the greatest spot for him. So I'm gonna probably pass on Patty Mills. I think if you want to get your exposure to the Spurs, it's just gonna be simply through Aldridge and Gasol. Uh, I'm not really worried about those big men trying to hold them down low. Aldridge, I'll, I, I could be a little worried that Aldridge draws Giannis, and just that length could really cause him some problems. So maybe that makes me want to lean more for Gasol at 11.4K. Uh, get, you, get you more center exposure. I always like getting exposure to center. So uh, I guess Pau Gasol might be my favorite option there. Rudy Gay off the bench at 10.4 is kind of, I don't know, he feels kind of like he's uh, pricey for what he does and just doesn't feel like he has been showing enough upside for. The, uh for the team it's just been a frustrating spot for him I get the last game out there he had 40.75 even the game before 36.75 uh against charlotte so I don't know maybe maybe he's starting to flash it a little more again it's just the minutes is what I worry about yes he's shown that upside but the minutes I want want, want more secure minutes 23 23 27 18 21 23 23 uh, it's been a frustrating situation so I don't know if you're trying to game snack again the spur side of the ball is not one I'm uh, really in love with targeting if, if for me it's probably Pagasol but if you want to mix in you know a guy like Ray, Rudy Gay, if he you, you know you needed it uh needed that extra thousand dollars to help you get in one of the studs i wouldn't hate that but not not a, not a side of the ball I'm really in love with the Spurs let's move on to the next game we have the Los Angeles Clippers and the Oklahoma City thunder we have a 218 team total 101 t- uh, total for the clippers and 107 for the thunder on the clippers side of the ball you know they have tons of injuries over there uh, we got Gallinari that's still out so that's going to make Wesley Johnson in play today on this slate we also have Patrick Beverly he is currently listed as out uh, Austin Rivers is currently questionable so I mean this is a spot where we don't have many guards left to go uh, I'm assuming Juwan Evans if Rivers is out would then get you know he'd become a pretty interesting value play at 6k should get some run I mean I'm not expecting him to be you know ball handling it handling like crazy i'm assuming that would just go to blake griffin he and you know other guys like lou williams who i absolutely love here in this spot i think this is a great lou williams spot the one thing i have to worry about is if andre roberson is on on him that could cause him some fits and maybe hurt his upside a little but again he's in a spot where he's just gonna chuck all game long i mean this is just a spot you have to like lou williams to just jack up shot after shot after shot so i have to have interest in him uh Wesley Johnson talked about him a little bit with Golinari being out 7.5k he'll be standing in the corner a lot just kind of uh waiting for the ball and it's just a matter of if he'll hit his shots last game out there he played 33 minutes uh game for that 32 I'm expecting him to hit minutes in the 30s he could be a in really interesting value play on this slate the question is uh will he uh will he hit his shots Uh, It's gonna be tougher, you know. He'll he'll fall into those peripherals, right? He'll fall into some steal, like you know, steal a block maybe, or you know, a couple assists and some rebounds. He'll fall into those. The question is, will he get those points to really uh, hit the value and maybe hit the ceiling? So that's kind of the worry with Wesley Johnson. So don't but don't mind him as a value play, especially with all those guys out. With everyone being out though, we have to have interest in a guy like Blake Griffin. Just the upside he could have with the amount of usage, you know, all the ball the ball being in his hand and whatnot. Blake Griffin is a guy that I would have interest in on this slate. DeAndre Jordan, he's a lot cheaper. He's uh, almost 4000 cheaper than Blake Griffin. Again, another guy that I wouldn't hate, but I- I'm a little worried about Steven Adams being on him. If there is no Steven Adams, though, which we could have maybe no Steven Adams, I don't know for sure if he uh, if he's going to play, right? He went to the locker room. I saw the injury go down. It was something with his ankle. He grabbed his ankle pretty, uh, you know, watching the game last night, and I saw him just grab his ankle. And he uh, was trying to like walk it off, but then he just you know went went straight to the locker room. We ha- currently have no news on that, but if there is no Steven Adams, we could have. I mean, DeAndre Jordan could absolutely have a field day on the boards. You get tons of putbacks. Uh, I just don't know who's going to cover him. Right? Nick is Nick Collison going to play center? Uh, I, I I just don't know who's going to cover him here. So. I'm assuming DeAndre Jordan, it's not like he'll get run off the floor or anything. There's no way. They, they just can't afford that with the with the way their lineup is right now. They'll just try and match. You know, If if the Thunder tried to go small and run and gun, DeAndre Jordan would just do his best to keep up, obviously. So uh, I think Jordan, if Adams is out, could be a really, really interesting play on this slate and just could eat on the board. So have interest in him, too, just because of the situation with the Clippers. If Austin Rivers does play, something to note, he is questionable and i you know that'll hurt lou williams if austin rivers does play because then he sucks up some usage but austin rivers uh he's a guy that we've seen doc rivers when his guy you know when he has his point guards out or any of his guards he just lets his son chuck up the ball and uh, just to read you his game logs last couple games 36 minutes 31 minutes and then 35.5 fantasy points and 29.5 and then the game before that 38 minutes and 18.75 fantasy points i mean he's just been getting tons and tons of runs so austin rivers is a guy that i would have interest in if he does play all right well that's enough uh blabbing about the uh, clipper side of the ball i feel like i've talked about them for a while now here but uh i do think there's plays that we have to have interest in and just to, you know stay in tune with the news on them to kind of make those final decisions moving on to the thunder side of the ball and there's guys i have interest in just because the price tags are way way too cheap on them Again, I'm going to pass on Russell Westbrook. Like there's, you know, I saw, I saw. I think Big T said it on Twitter. Like anyone who thinks like there's something wrong with Russell Westbrook is crazy. Like they just gain these amount of like high usage players, and he's not the same guy. Like I'm not paying this price tag for him. I'm taking a stand on it. I'm not paying for him at this price tag of 21k. I'd rather play other guys. There's just no reason to, in my opinion. If one of those guys are out, sure, I'll be down to play. You know, I'll be down to pay for him. But at this price tag, in the sa- this situation, I just don't think it's necessary. I just think the upside is kind of, you know, capped right now. Uh, sure, he's a fine cash game player. You can get a ton of raw points. If you have, like, all these value plays and he fits your last spot and you don't have any studs to pay up for, I get it from that perspective. But I just think there's other guys I'd rather pay up for. Like, uh we'll, we'll get to him. But uh, Damian Lillard against the, uh, you know, against the Nets. We'll, we'll talk about that. That's going to be a fun one. But, uh, yeah, just getting back to the Thunder. I'd rather play, you know, Paul George or... Carmelo Anthony, they're super cheap. 12.9K is just way, way too cheap for Paul George. I had a pretty decent game yesterday. Same with Carmelo Anthony. You know, for his price tag, 13K for the game that he had yesterday. I mean, that's a fantastic spot. I just like these guys way more. We also, you know, one thing to note about, you know, about the uh, about the uh, Clippers is the way we attack them is through the wing. And uh, these wing players, I'm just going to I'm just gonna go with Anthony and George. I think you play them. I think they're both under price so much you can play them on the same team. I get Patrick Beverly defense won't be there to bother Russell Westbrook, but I'm gonna let everyone else play Russell Westbrook, and I'm just gonna play Carmelo Anthony and Paul George. The one thing I worry about is, yes, this is a uh, back-to-back flying out from Denver back to Oklahoma City, so that that, that gives me a little bit of worry. Uh, you know, obviously could have a little bit of tired legs. I still think it's a great spot for them. They're just underpriced in my opinion, Paul George and Anthony. So I'm going to play them. If Stephen Adams does play. And don't hate him, but I think there's better, you know, other center options uh, that we'll get to that I think are are more in play. But and we've talked about it already, so I, I don't know. Stephen Adams is not going to really make the cut for me. I'm just really all in on that Aaron Baines uh, value today. It seems like a great spot for me, where I'm just going to be targeting that. But moving on to the next game, and it's the it's the you know maybe the game of the slate. Uh, you know if you all all the DFS players are gonna be watching this game on League Pass. Fire up the Orlando Magic and the Phoenix Suns. Not not the sexiest game. Uh, you know when you when you tell your friends, hey, I'm I'm really excited to watch the Magic Suns game. Like if say you go to the bar tonight and you're watching the game, and you say to the bartender, hey, can you put the Magic Suns on? They're they're gonna be like, what are you thinking? But from a DFS perspective, we love these games. 224 team total, 113.75 t- team total for the Magic, and 110.25 for the Suns. I love this spot. Tons of guys to like in this game. For me, uh, man, it's Alfred Payton. 12.9K. He's a guy I'm going to want to play in my cash games. I'm going to want to play in my tournaments. Uh, depends on the site, though, right? On Fantasy Draft, 12.9K is a little easier for me to stomach in cash games. On other sites, it might be a little more difficult uh, based on the price stacks I've been looking at. But I i love alfred payton i think he's just he has so much upside for what he does this is the perfect game environment for him Last game I played him and I was absolutely loving him was the Nets and he d- disappointed because he got hurt. He was playing fine, but you know the injury really, you know, really, really, really hurt him. But had a uh, had a good night that night. It was uh, so uh, I'm hoping I can have another one of those nights playing some of these magic guys. I also loaded up with a guy like Vucevic who's in a fantastic spot too. It's not like Alex Len is going to be able to hang on to him here, right? Alex Len should struggle at trying to lock him down. So Vucevic could have a huge game. I mean, most of these guys are just really, really in play in the starting lineup. Another guy is like Evan Fournier. You would think that his usage, you would think that his usage uh, drops with no Evan, with no Alfred paint with Alfred paint joining the lineup, but he's a great off ball player. He can chuck up the ball really well. We saw what he did against the uh, the other day in the matchup. I forget who they played, but you know, we, we I watched that game. I believe it was against the uh, who was it? Uh, I think it was against. Let me look. The Knicks. I'm trying to think of which. I watched yes it was against the Knicks and yeah I watched that game and yeah he benefited from steals I believe he had five in that game but uh he played really well you know just just still played great off the ball look you know back in his natural position doesn't need to have the ball in his hands they put up buckets and and whatnot so I like Evan Fournier 14.5k feels expensive but he's still a really good option same with Aaron Gordon too another guy to love i'm gonna be gushing about a lot of these magic players i think all the starters are in play the only guy would be uh, kind of hesitant to roster is terrence ross because we all know he's the worst and he just has to make his shots to be uh, in play and he's been a frustrating option but this is a good game environment for him so if you're cheap if you're looking for cheap exposure to this game and he kind of uh, fits the last spot in a tournament i would say hey if you're able to stomach uh, some risk uh you know go ahead but i don't think it's going to be a route that i take on this late guys like shelvin mac are now out of play with uh, alfred payton coming back i get uh i get augustine is out but there's no reason to target him and just uh waste your time with that i think jonathan simmons he should probably be coming off the bench now pretty high usage wouldn't hate going with him here in this spot uh, another magic that you could play kind of to rank the magic for you of which guys i would play specifically looking at fantasy draft pricing I'd say my number one option is probably uh, Alfred Payton at that price, just way too cheap. I'd list my number two as Aaron Gordon at 13.7K. I think he's, uh, you know, that's just a really nice price tag on him. And then I'd go with Fournier three and then Vucevic four, just because of the way the uh, slate is uh, being constructed right now. But uh, moving on to the Sun side of the ball. We have uh, Tyson Chandler. It looks like he is going to be uh, questionable for this game. So, man, that's news that we're really going to need because I know we don't want to go back to the well and uh, play this guy, but I think Alex Len is in play here. Vucevic uh, does not play much defense. So, if Alex Len is going to get all this run, we should have interest in him i know it hurts to say he had a really really rough game the other day and got in foul trouble so i don't know i i get it people are gonna really really not want to play him in this spot understand completely it was very frustrating but it's just if he's gonna get all the minutes at center and he's a value we have to be really looking at him so it's one of those things it depends on if you can stomach and uh i don't know i think i'm able to go back to the well at least in tournaments cash games it might be a little harder uh, it just kind of depends on how the overall roster construction works. And yeah, we had Aaron Baines the other day, and we probably should have went for that, and we didn't. But I don't know, not much, uh, not much you can do there. Just to read you the head to heads for Alex Len and Vucevic, I think it's pretty interesting. Alex Len, he had a game against Vucevic where he played thirty five minutes and had thirty one points and fifteen rebounds. Uh, just in general, to read you like they played seven games, and in those seven games, twenty six point four minutes per game for Alex Len and 20, 12.6 points. Uh, per game is what he's averaging with 9.1 rebounds basically averaging a double double like Alex Lynn is going to be a good play here it hurts to you know it, it's going to hurt to click his name but if there's no Tyson Chandler you want to play Alex Len. don't worry about Vucevic if he gets in foul trouble again so be it uh in cash games it's hard to do though and I don't think you need to do it so you can you know just play an Aaron Baines you know other center options and move on but just don't sleep on Alex line here, guys. Uh I'm just gonna stress it enough. In tournaments, you know, zig when others are zagging, people are not going to want to play him again. Uh it, it's just not gonna, it's not gonna happen. People don't want to play guys like this. Uh maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe the industry is uh, you know, maybe the industry is getting sharper. Obviously, it gets sharper every year, but uh and maybe in tournaments they won't. But we just know recency bias is one of the biggest things in DFS. If a guy has a really bad game the next game and it's like very well known, people just don't want to roster him, it's very hard to click on him and uh yeah so now that you guys have probably turned off the podcast because you listened to all my alex lynn talk uh let's move on to some other guys on the sun side of the ball because there are other good plays here definitely don't want to sleep on that mike james is a really interesting value play he's been really good uh seems like someone i would probably want to get in my cash games if i could don't mind him as a as as a value here tj warren and devin booker they're just soaking up so much usage and chucking up so much shots. We have to have interest in them here. Uh, the amount of upside that they have, I don't mind playing them together too. Like, say you're playing a game stack, I get it, right? You don't want to play Lend, uh, Mike James. Do you feel like there's other value plays that you'd rather have. Just at the at the wing, play guys like Devin Booker and uh, T.J. Warren. I don't mind doing that uh you know those two guys just they put up so much shots and they don't really eat into each other because they both are putting up just a massive massive amount of shots have tons of usage do so much for this team right now so i don't mind pairing the two of them with like three orlando players if you want you can pair them up with like an alfred payton and Evan Fournier, and uh you know an aaron gordon and i think that's a great game stack and there's just tons of different things that you can do so again uh kind of stress there's a lot of guys to look at on this side uh in this game If anyone is interested in Jared Dudley, I'm going to tell you to probably pass. I get he's gotten a lot more run. He's really, really cheap, and it's like cheap exposure you get to this game. Last two games, 20 minutes, 23 minutes, and uh, I get it. He can definitely get run here. If there is no Greg Monroe, which I'm assuming he's still out, uh, then obviously maybe he if you have 7.1k and you're doing a game stack of this game i don't hate throwing him in there just because we're seeing the coach give him some run uh it's pretty frustrating because at any time i feel like they can just get rid of his minutes and it would just be you know he'll just be done as as uh as an option right uh i don't really want to be the guy that's guessing what jared dudley's going to do but uh i don't hate mixing him in in a game stack if uh if you need that cheap option and like say it helped you you know you did that game stack and then uh it helped you get like you know one of the studs that we're gonna to get to i promise uh we'll get to him in a little bit but let's move on from this game uh it's an awesome game environment just to kind of stress again i stressed about the Cavs and the rockets how i love that game uh for uh, yesterday's slate and this is kind of similar to the Cavs and rockets i want tons of exposure to this game moving on to the next one and this is kind of one i just want to fade uh it's just ugly 196.5 team total the miami heat and the utah jazz uh i'm just not interested in this game really it's just not a lot of fantasy goodness to go around uh it's just it's such a slow pace uh it's a pretty frustrating game so for me i'm currently really thinking about fading it it's 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 tough because i hate just crossing games off the slate but sometimes i like doing that and it's only an eight game slate but i don't think it's i think it's a game that you could cross off the slate and be fine if you wanted just to read you the head-to-head matchups of gobert and whiteside because they're two guys to absolutely uh you know have interest in they're two of their better players on each team Whiteside side is averaging eleven point three points a game and eleven point seven rebounds in thirty three minutes, and Gobert is averaging nine points and nine rebounds. Uh, just the thing I don't like about this game is the pace is so slow, and they're just you know these guys are gonna be eating into each other, just getting rebounds, stealing rebounds from each other. I just don't think it's necessary. Uh, don't don't see the big game coming from either. If we get news that some guys are out, that kind of open up some uh, open up some massive amounts of uh, you know usage for guys. I could get it. Say a Tyler Johnson is out. I know he was day-to-day the other day, um, and he's de- or he's day-to-day today. So I could see, obviously, maybe playing him, uh, not playing him, playing Goran Dragic. That's a guy that maybe you have some interest in, but, again, it's just a tough situation. One guy to note on the uh, on the jazz side of the ball is Donovan Mitchell, who's been chucking up the ball. He's throwing up, like, 20 shots a game. Uh, I think he's an interesting value play, and you, you could put him on the list of guys that you might want to play here. But other than that, I just really don't want to target any of these guys here. Uh, it's just a frustrating frustrating game all around i'll let other people kind of make the mistake and roster a bunch of guys from this game or pick guys here and there and just kind of uh ruin their lineup so let's move on to the last game uh very similar to the suns and the magic it's a game that's absolutely locked and loaded i just want to be all over this This is the the uh, trailblazers and the, the and the nets massive team total 222 team total uh, the Nets have 106.75 total, and then the Trailblazers at 115.25. Uh, 115.25 is the highest on the slate, so this is uh, this is the game that I think people are going to be, you know, obviously going to a lot. And reason why is Damian Lillard. We know the the Nets lead the league in pace. They're terrible on defense. I mean, we should just be loading up on Damian Lillard in this spot. He's one of the best uh, best plays on the slate. If you told me between Giannis or uh, Damian Lillard, uh, again, their price tag's a little different, so that's kind of one of the issues, but I think I would maybe lean Lillard and then try and do something else with the money just because I feel like this is just a beautiful, beautiful spot for him here. Yes, but absolutely love Damian Lillard here. Just just want to load up on him on most of my teams. I don't hate the idea of going to CJ McCollum as a nice leverage play, right? It I, You could play both of them together. I think that there's enough uh, room for them both to eat, but... We've seen Damian L- or C.J. McCollum have huge games against the uh, against the Nets in the past. I believe he had thirty, you know, he had a thirty-one point game and a thirty-three point game in the past couple of years. And then these teams don't play each other a lot. I don't know how many games they played off the top of my head, but I know C.J. McCollum has had massive games in this spot. And uh, I tried to look it up, and I think I tweeted it out last year. And I'm gonna see if I can find it again. But I believe C.J. McCollum's girlfriend is like a big like New York like. Uh, you know Nets and Knicks fan and he said I believe he said a little bit of narrative but he said like I like beating up on uh, my girlfriend's team so uh, I think he kind of gets a little you know gets a little excited for these games because his girlfriend is a big fan of these two teams uh, so I don't know don't quote me on it I believe I saw I, I tweeted that out like quoted a tweet that I found a video of it last year after the game he, him in an interview so uh, but I know CJ McCollum it's just obviously it's a great spot because the Nets don't play much defense also Nurkic he's been a guy that Man, I wish he's been I wish he would have been a, a little better this year. He, he's kind of cheap. has tons of upside, and we know that guys are not gonna be able to hold on to him. Uh, like a guy like Mazgov is not gonna be able to handle him. He struggled out to start out the year, but you know, let, let me just read you his game logs. Last game against Memphis, obviously he's gonna struggle, right? is not the easiest opponent, thirteen point two five. Then against Oklahoma City, 47, 46.25, and 44.25. Nurkic has been really good. Nurkic has been really good uh you know, past couple of games. Maybe he's just found his groove. This is spot at 12.2K. I don't hate getting exposure to him here. I think he can be an interesting option. We still have Al Farouk Aminu out, so that means guys like Evan Turner and Mo Harkless on the wing are interesting options that I don't hate. Uh, again, you want to get a ton of exposure to this game. I don't mind mixing them in, in some of your game stacks or maybe as a value playing cash. If it kind of fits, you just get exposure to this game. It's just a great game environment for them in general. Uh, again let's i just want to t- stress again love Damian Lillard here in this spot he's probably my favorite play on the Trailblazers' side of the ball and uh, kind of just something to note got like, uh, you could play him with CJ McCollum if you want in a tournament but I don't hate if you think Damian Lillard is not going to have a great game maybe you're just like oh I'm going to fade him today then just go with CJ McCollum uh, you know he could obviously have like a huge game and then uh, that could eat into some of Lillard's pro- production and that could give you a leverage from the field because most of the field is going to have Lillard in tournaments not most of the field but a lot of people are so you can leverage with cj McCollum and then call it a day like uh you know maybe can give you a leg up on the field and you're still getting exposure to a great game at a cheaper price tag through a great player so again i love Damian Lillard. he's going to probably be in my cash games but just give me that kind of option that i always like talking about whenever i uh you know whenever i see these uh you know two two high usage guards on the same team moving on to the Brooklyn Nets uh we'll talk about them a little bit they've been having some uh, injury issues as of recently you know Jeremy Lane is obviously still out so that's been great for a guy like D'Angelo Russell and Spencer Dinwiddie they've been getting a lot more run at the guard spot uh D'Angelo Russell's I think is a fine option here I worry about his minutes right the coach has been you know messing with the minutes it's been you know last game against Denver only 21 then he had 30 against Phoenix then there's the outlier against the Lakers which he got all the revenge uh, 28 then against Phoenix and 24 against Denver at that price tag of 14.4 K. I'm just struggling really, really paying up uh, for him here, uh, with those minute, minute issues with the way the coach is with the nets. He runs like such a huge rotation. So it's a frustrating spot. So I don't know. I'll probably stay away from him i'm more interested in some of the value plays one of the value plays is alan crabb uh it's just a question of will he make his shots which he gets all the revenge here against his former team against the trailblazers he should have a blast with this game uh returning back to portland i want to load up on him here for a cheap price tag especially with the injury situations he should be in for some minutes and i'm expecting you know that denver game was kind of an outlier they were getting blown out and then they ended up covering uh towards the end on the game with just like you know a wonky lineup so the 18 minutes that he saw the last game is kind of an outlier in my opinion i'm expecting him to get more minutes here and and we saw that they let he let d'angelo russell go out there and get tons of revenge so why, why can't alan crab go out there and get his so definitely think uh, alan crab is one of my favorite plays on the net side of the ball ronnie hollis jefferson is still considered as questionable same with Trevor booker uh jared allen is still out so there's there's forwards here to really have interest in uh you know quincy ac he's cheap across the industry I don't love rostering Quincy Ac, but if he's a value that makes things work, again, there's not, like, all these studs to pay up for today. It's really, like, Westbrook Giannis and um, Damian Lillard. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know if you need to go Quincy Ac route this slate. Uh, I don't mind Damari Carroll. He's been really great this year. He uh, kind of struggled, uh, you know— as of recently you know last game obviously like i said denver the outlier game 17 minutes 17 fantasy points but all those games before he's just been a consistent 30 fantasy points like most of the year so uh you know at at this price tag 12.5 uh it's not my favorite price tag but if you want to get exposure to him i've been you know like i said i've been playing him a lot cheaper this year uh so it's been nice and if you can get him a little cheaper on the industry sure but i don't mind 12.5k i think it's fine for uh damari carroll here on fantasy draft so yeah, uh, and, uh, also don't talk, don't forget, uh, Timothy Mazgoff is always something that you can consider as a value. Um i don't think he's the right spot to do it i think he'll be eaten alive by nurkic but uh i always kind of mention him with the nets just like when they're when you're that short at the uh, forward position it's just kind of a tough spot someone like tyler zeller too right last game he went out there and played 27 minutes obviously Mazgoff, maybe he could be the guy that gets more minutes but zeller went out there and had 27 minutes the last time against denver you know 17 against phoenix and had decent outings uh 31.25 uh fantasy points and then 17.25 so uh, there's value here if uh, Jefferson and Booker are out in the forward spot. So I just wouldn't want to uh, sleep on that at all. Also, Joe Harris, too. He was the guy that was a value the other day. Only played 21 minutes. Uh, you know, game before that, 25. There is some value with Joe Harris. He should get some run at, uh, you know, a position like small forward, a little bit shooting guard. So another guy to be, uh, you know, put on the list. But for me, on the net side of the ball, my favorite option is Alan Crabb. Uh, for, like I said, if I'm if I'm gonna play one guy on each on each uh, side, I'll play uh, Alan Crab on the uh, on the Nets, and then I'll play uh, Damian Lillard on the uh, Trailblazers. And I think that's a great great way to get exposure to this game if you want to just take that route. But that'll about wrap up the slate for us guys. Thanks a lot for joining me again. If you ever have any questions, you know any general strategy, uh, if you ever want to talk about, uh, you know, say ask like a two for two swap or something like that, just give me a follow at Travis Mangone T R A V I S M A N G O N E Happy to answer those questions for you guys. Thanks a lot again, and uh, go sign up for some fantasy draft contests. And if you can't get in, uh, get in them for the NBA slate, say you're busy, and you're, you know you end up getting, you know, can't can't play the slate. Head over do join in the Carolina Millions contest if you want to try and qualify for a live final. Don't want to try and play in one of those massive, massive, uh, you know, ones on DraftKings or FanDuel. You know, it's kind of tough to qualify for those. Uh, it's a little easier on the, for the Carolina Millions contest. So head on over there and try and join those. Uh, just just lesser, lesser of a field to battle against. So. Again, thanks a lot for joining us, guys, and I'm out.
0: Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now, get a Charbroil 4 Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169, and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet, and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612, Craftsman offer valid through 619, US only. Right now, you can get both Sprint's unlimited plan and the all new Samsung Galaxy S10 included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and 24 month installment billing. No trade in required. Visit a Sprint store, sprint.com, or call 800 Sprint One. Tone $15 a month after $22.50 a month credit. Apply within two bills of cancel early or amounts to Do unlimited basic after $630.20. Pay $32 per month for line for five lines with auto pay, data deprioritization during congestion, speed, maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply.